Welcome Builders from Lakeland, Florida. This is the Build Your Success Leadership Podcast with your host, Brian Brogen. We're going to empower and equip you to build yourself and then build others. Now, let's build up with your host, Brian Brogen. Welcome, Builders. It's great to have you on the Build Your Success Podcast today. This is a community where we are building leaders that build and add value to others. We appreciate everyone that listens to this podcast. On today's podcast, we'll be discussing finding your identity and owning your strengths and your weaknesses. Our guest today is Brian linson Vilgler. Brian is currently a sourcing manager with JLL Properties. He has worked with JLL in sourcing and procurement division for six years and has worked with some other some of their top clients. Brian has also worked for Accenture, BNY Mellon, and UPMC Medical Center during his professional career. He has excelled in project and supplier management as well as public speaking. Brian has also has a 10-year background as a professional stand-up comedian. So we're going to have some fun with Brian today. He's traveled the country working alongside some of the best comedians touring today. Brian currently lives in Pittsburgh with his wife, Brittany, his son, Murphy. He enjoys watching movies and college football on Saturdays, as well as traveling the globe, especially to Ireland and New York City. Welcome, Brian. It's great to have you on the podcast today. Brian, I appreciate you having me, so thanks for your time. Yeah, and... uh so, uh, you know, I reached out to you and, and you gave us this, uh, discussion about finding your identity and you and I have already kind of had a, a preview of that and I'm, I'm just excited to dive into this topic. So, you know, since we're going to talk about owning your strengths and weaknesses, what do you consider to be one of your strengths? And, and the second part of this question is how did you discover that this was a personal strength? Um, sure. You know, I, I think that I actually, I would say I probably have two strengths and, and, and one sort of a generic answer and the other one I think I'll expand on, um, cause I think there's more thought behind it. Um, you know, I, I think one of mine for sure is work ethic and that's actually my generic answer. And I, I say generic because, um, you know, everyone can say that they have work ethic and, you know, whether it's true or not, you know, who really knows, but I, I generally like to work and I want to succeed. And I think everyone, you know, should want to do better and have a one-year plan, a five-year plan uh, that you want to, you know, steer your, you know, your car towards. And, um, you know, I'm not going to toot my own horn on that because work ethic, I think, is in the eye of the beholder. And at the end of the day, you know, I'll never have the same work ethic as someone like my grandfather who worked, you know, 15 hours, you know, in the steel mills, you know, for 30, 40 years of his life. So if you heard my definition of what work, you know, work ethic is, you know, he, he might laugh at me. Who knows? But. Um, you know, I also know that some people say that they have it and, you know, those people could have, you know, a new job every couple months or on vacation every time you talk to them. So, um, you know, I, I think that's a, it's a good, uh, strength to have, but, you know, I do think that kind of gets thrown around a lot because I think that's what people think other people want to hear. But, you know, the strength that I, I feel that I possess that I want to expand on that I'm the most passionate about is actually being an extrovert. Um, you know, in my opinion, I think your personality is, you know, your biggest strength. Um, I think you just have to figure out who you are and apply that same mindset every day to both your professional, you know, and your, and your personal life. I think you're kind of playing with fire whenever there's a lot of people that want to be one person at home and then one person at the workplace. And I mean, if you think that's a good strategy and that's good for you, then so be it. Um, you know, I just don't think that, you know, makes very much, you know, 
very much sense. But, you know, I think often, you know, people on the other side can use, you know, being an introvert. Um, if you're a guy that likes data and you're kind of somebody that kind of works in the background, I mean, you could be a very pivotal, you know, part of your team. Um, you know, I think it just depends on, you know, how it is that, uh, you know, they want to, they want to kind of use you in a team setting. I think, you know, a team's all about balance. So you, you certainly have both. Um, you, you know, I think work is starting to become longer days with, you know, more social networking, both off campus and, you know, a bar, restaurant and conferences, uh, as well as social media and, and your presence that you have on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, you know, I, I think it's best to be viewed as a whole across kind of every platform that you're on. Um, you know, to jump on social media and be really political or, or, you know, maybe be kind of a different person, how you voice your opinion. Uh, and then kind of be a different guy at work. I think it fuses people whenever they like, or, you know, hey, I like working with Brian, but, you know, once we get outside of work, it kind of becomes a different person. You know, I'd rather work with people on-site and off-site and kind of, you know, have them see me, you know, as a, as a you know, one defined kind of entity. It's, like, it's, it's who I am. Um, to kind of get into how I discovered that, um, you know, it came out a lot through college. Uh, as you mentioned earlier, I became a stand-up comedian because I always wanted to be one and kind of see what it was like. And it kind of carried over to my first job out of college, which, you know, I was completely, un- I was completely unqualified for. It was for my job at BNY Mellon. And uh, I was applying, just trying to get my first job out of college. And uh, I had to stand up on my resume when I was interviewing, actually. Me and the recruiter talked about our favorite comedians probably for about 20 minutes. And, and he said that the current uh, work crew needed someone actually with my personality since it was a night shift. It was working with the London Stock Exchange from midnight to 8 a.m. Uh, it was for global finance. And at that point, all I had was stand up and working part time in a sporting goods store. So I took being hired there as a pretty big compliment of how I carried myself actually with that interview. You know, obviously, a lot of people don't want to work midnight to 8 a.m. So I think that kind of helped me out. But, um, you know, that was kind of one of my first experiences with it was, uh, you know, sitting down with an interview and actually being myself. And, you know, I was up front and it said I don't have a lot of experience, but I'm really hungry and I want this job. And, um, they just kind of felt like I brought, you know, my personality was kind of different and they, uh, they wanted to bring me in. Uh, and yeah. kind of, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, that extroverted personality and, you know, just kind of knowing what you wanted and being able to speak it, uh, as, as you said, your, your personality is your biggest strength. Uh, we, we like to find out about people's personalities and try to give them the right place. You talked about that one to five year plan and your work ethic. You know, it's smart to have that work ethic and develop these plans of how you're going to do it. So, so tell me, Brian, how do you use this extrovert strength on your job? I can hear it in you, but, but tell me how you use it as a tool in your career. Sure. Um, you know, I, I use it to lead calls, um, you know, to kind of help drive meetings, create presentations. Uh, you know, I also think it helps me own my mistakes. I, I, I think whenever you're, you know, whenever you speak to other guys that are your managers or leaders or guys that you feel or guys that you, you admire, a lot of, you know, a lot of times to, to make decisions and kind of ask, you know, for a call or, you know, to ask for forgiveness later is, is, uh, sometimes what they look for. And, uh, you know, I own my mistakes now. We're back. I kind of think I'd make one and kind of, let it sit, and then it would kind of, you know, boil up for a few weeks, and I'd rather just say, hey, I messed up, here's why I messed up, or I need your help, and I feel a lot more, you know, confident with that, because I think I've gotten thicker skin over the years just through different uh, companies. I mean, I've been with 
a handful of really good companies that had different management styles and different managers. And, you know, also, to be honest, you know, once you stand up on stage in front of a paying audience for 300 people and you bomb pretty heavy on a Friday night, uh, you know, I think once you get through that, you can kind of handle anything, which I've, you know, certainly done. So um, I think the more vulnerable you are, um, I, I think it does make it easier for you to succeed. And I mean, I have a long ways to go in, in business and life in general, but, um, you know, I, I just feel like it, it's helped me just kind of present myself, be a lot more honest. Uh, you know, first meeting with a manager or interview, you could say, you know, this is kind of who I am and you just gain confidence through it. Yeah. Appreciate that. And that, that learning as you go and, and building confidence is stuff we all need to work on. I, I got a quote here from Harvey McKay. It says a network replaces the weakness of the individual with the strength of a group. So, you know, we talked a little bit about your strengths. What do you consider to be one of your weaknesses, and then how do you augment your weakness? I I I I know for a fact it's overthinking hands down. Um, I think it's something I've gotten better at over time, but I, I it's definitely something I do in my personal life, and it carries over into my work life. Uh, a lot of it, you know, is realizing that the world isn't going to end with you know 99% of your decisions. Um, I mean, it may cause some friction with some other people, but you know, the only people you know the only people that are actually performing brain surgery are or brain surgeons, you know, uh, sometimes finance and accounting folks do a little bit of, uh, you know, some heavy lifting and, you know, could kind of overthink like where this is going to go because it's going to affect financials. But, um, you know, I, I, I just feel like as long as you, you know, kind of realize, and this is where I've started to put my perspective is, is that, you know, you can only try your best and that's it. That's all you really could do. So as much as I overthink and what that does is, and you can ask my wife because, She'll always say to me, like, you know, I, I've had this fight in my head maybe for two days and it's never even happened yet. But I'm always kind of ahead of the curve thinking, like, you know, if I do this, this is what could happen. This is, you know, maybe what could happen or might not happen. And I haven't even made the decision yet or I haven't even performed that action. But I'm already a couple weeks ahead of the the process. And it's better for me to kind of slow down and realize that, you know, the, 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 tomorrow is more important than next month. So whatever I do today is going to affect tomorrow, and then I might have a phone call with management or a supplier. And in the business that I'm in, it's very heavy in supplier management and kind of making those decisions of who's the best person for the job. And, you know, sometimes you doubt who you're bringing in or the process that you're you're kind of unfolding. But the, the better you take it day by day instead of month to month, is it, it's just way better. And I, I, I think the overthinking part is just something natural. If you want to succeed and do best for yourself, your family, but, um, you know, we all have worries, but I think the more you look at it as kind of a day to day basis rather than the, the future as a whole, uh, it's, it's really helped me out. But I, I, I would say overthinking hands down probably my biggest weakness. Yeah. And I heard in what you were discussing there that it sounds like you're augmenting this by instead of thinking way out in the future that may or may not occur, may or may not happen, you're saying, I needed to make a decision today so that I can do something tomorrow. And so that's one of the ways that you augment it. I got to think there's probably people on your team that can kind of help push you in a direction. Do you have people on your team that help uh, get you past your overthinking? Uh, of course, yeah. And I, and I think, um, you know, it really just kind of comes down to your to your manager. And uh, Yolinda Baker, who's my manager, who uh, you've had on this podcast before, is, 
you know, somebody really just tries to build you up and, you know, wants to help you succeed, you know, not only in your job, but, you know, in your personal life and just, you know, in general. So, you know, I, I do sit down sometimes and say, well, you know, this is what I think, this is what I want to do. And, you know, she's somebody that might just say, okay, let's slow this down and, you know, kind of worry on what we can control. Because some, some of these things are, are, are just things you can't. And, you know, you can see a meme and you hear about this on the internet all the time. It's just, you know, you, you can't, you can't change things that, you know, can't be changed. And to sit and worry about that is just adding extra stress to your life that you don't really need to see happen. So, um, building a good team, which I think JLO has multiple great divisions and teams and, and leaders have, have, have helped me, you know, not to overthink as much. And we work very well as a team. And I think we kind of play off each other's, you know, strengths and weaknesses, which is a great thing. Yeah, definitely. Working together as a team, that's what we encourage here on the Build Your Success podcast is team building and recognizing each other's strengths and each other's weaknesses and supplementing those uh, so we can we can strive together as a team and, and have success. So, man, appreciate that. Yeah, thanks for uh, mentioning Yolanda. She's uh, made a recommendation to have you here, and here you are today. And uh, so for our other listeners, if you can think of someone that you say should be on this podcast, just send me an email. It's Brian, B-R-I-A-N-B, at buildcs.net. And uh, we'll give that some consideration. So how did you become aware of your aware uh, of your weakness of overthinking? You know, did someone bring that to your attention? Did you just recognize it on your own? How, how did you think through this weakness? So I, I think I mentioned it earlier. Um, you know, it was actually even at my first stint with JLL because I came back recently in April. But you know, a lot of times, just you know, man, you know, managers, your your weekly one on one, you would kind of walk through. This is what I need to get done for the week, and then I would say this is kind of a problem, and maybe I wasn't gonna address it for another couple of days, or I was still waiting for some other information to come back, or maybe I'd reached out to a supplier or a category manager, and you know, my manager or somebody just. Maybe just uh, another sourcing manager would just say, you know, hey, why don't you just approach it this way? Like, I don't think you need to do A, B, C to get to what you need. I think you can just do this. And I would go, I, I think that's probably much simpler. And I don't know why I didn't think of that. Because at the time, my brain really wasn't looking at or looking for certain, uh, simple answers. I was looking to maybe bring two or three other people in it. And maybe it was just to cover my my thought process or to cover how I wanted to you know, find the solution that I felt that maybe if I had three sign-offs instead of one, then I would be covered down the road if, you know, something ever got, you know, brought to the forefront. Uh, so a lot of times it was, as I mentioned, just team members directing me to a simpler solution and just telling me, hey, Brian, you're overthinking this too much. And I was hearing that phrase a lot. And then, you know, to back to where I said, you know, my wife at the time we were, you know, even dating, it was, you know, you could just tell I was locked and loaded and I already had a fight in my head. For something that hadn't even happened, you know, haven't, it didn't even happen yet. And the answer was different than what I was looking for. And she would say, you look disappointed or you look like, you know, I didn't say what you wanted me to say. And I would say, like, well, I already had this fight in my head. And here, you know, what I thought was going to happen didn't even happen. So you kind of, you can work yourself up sometimes over things that don't even exist in your head. And I think that's just, you know, a lot of us do that. So I think just between, again, a manager, a team member, or specifically at home, you know, you kind of just, because uh, I don't think it's really an insult when someone says to you that you, you overthink. I think it's an insight. And if somebody generally wants to help you, 
they call that out and then help you find a simpler, you know, easier solution to to get to where you need to be. Yeah, I uh, I had already had this in the in the notes here. If you overuse your strengths, they become your weakness. And so your your strength was extroverts. You know, you can talk too much. You can be too aggressive. You can be too outgoing, uh, and and kind of drive people away. And I don't mean you. I mean we, because I'm a Brian too. And uh, and then you you talked about you know keeping it simple. I, I like that kiss method. Keep it simple, stupid. And and I have a different yeah. one that that I use, and and it'll work for you, Brian too. So you feel free to use this one. I say let's keep it Brian proof instead of foolproof because. I just need it to be simple, you know. I I I don't. I have these big, long, logical process thinking. Let's keep it simple and and make it Brian proof. So that's great. You know, one other thing that you alluded to that you'd like to talk about today was was navigating highs and lows in your career. Could you speak into that for our listeners a little bit? Yeah, and I I think uh, you know for someone like me just to kind of be. Uh, I've, I've been let go twice for downsizing, uh, to be part of the entertainment industry. Anybody that's listening that's an actor, a comedian, uh, a, a model, I mean, whatever, whatever it is you're trying to put yourself out there to do and kind of put yourself in the public eye, there's, there's a lot of rejection. And then there's a lot of times where you do well and you just don't really take off as fast as you think. Um, so to kind of have gone through that and then also, it, uh, to be let go twice for downsizing, it kind of takes, you know, something away from you that you're used to working. You're used to waking up every day and you're used to having a job and, you know, that's your donation to society. You're working, you're being involved in a team and then all of a sudden kind of that gets taken away. But I, I think the best way to navigate through that is really just through talking and whether it's, um, you know, I'm a huge advocate of mental health. So whether it's uh, a therapist, whether it's a book, uh, whatever clinically you want to, you want to look at is I, I don't think there's you know, one solid way that you have to, to go through that. Uh, you can go through a, a, a therapist, you can read books, but I think it's also good really just to sit down with a friend or a manager. Uh, I think it, it's really the best way is just to surround yourself with positive people because they're going to be with you through your highs and your lows. And I think that's really the only answer you have when you get to a certain age because the highs and lows are going to keep coming. It's just the way that it is. And, um, you know, I, I just feel very strongly that um, the people that you surround yourself with greatly affect the, your next steps. I'm very fortunate that there's actually a, a guy that works to me at JLL that's also a good friend of mine that's my age that's, you know, put his time in and he's very high up and he's a very positive, uh, very good person to reach out to. Um, just, you know, we could grab a beer and I could say to him, you know, this is what I kind of and going through either at work or in my regular life, and he'll just cut to the chase and say, you know, here's my opinion. And I, I view him as somebody who's very successful, so I always value his opinion. And then I try to utilize that opinion and, you know, put it to action. And, uh, you know, he's just uh, somebody that I have uh, that's a friend that also works with me. But then there's also guys that I know that are VPs of their company. Uh, and there's probably about five or six guys, and, and men and women, that I just I, I value their opinion. And I know that their my best interest is that is 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 their best interest, and they want to see me succeed. I think the more people you put in your inner circle that want to see you grow and develop is really the only way to get you from those highs and lows. Because sometimes it it does toy with you, and you're really low, and then you're really high, and they can celebrate with you, but then they can also kind of help you, you know, build you back up. 
uh, when and if you ever lose your job or, you know, come into something in your life that's, you know, kind of a low or, or something that brings you down. Brian, that's great uh, information, great uh, encouragement. You know, having that, that circle of friends, it doesn't need to be a lot. Four or five is, is a good, solid number that, you know, someone you can depend on in those lows and those highs and, and, and someone you can trust to listen to you and not even to have an opinion, just to listen and, and feel for you. You know, you talk about those highs and lows in life. I have a presentation I do, and I talk about rounding off the high points and rounding off the low points so we don't get so much momentum. You know, when you come off of a high, and you, man, this is great, and you're so excited, but the other side of the mountain is, is a downslope. If you get going too fast and you get stuck in that crevice in the bottom, just make those transitions rounded so that you're not so... They're not so emphasized. That's what I would encourage you to do. Brian, it was great to have you today on this podcast. How can our listeners get a hold of you? Um, so you can find me on LinkedIn. Uh, my last name is L-I-N-S-E-N-B-I-G-L-E-R. Uh, I work for JLL. So if anybody happens to listen to this and wants to expand on this further, um, you know, I always like to take advice, just talk again about, you know, the, the, the positive people out there that are on the LinkedIn network that just uh, want to help everybody succeed and grow. Uh, if anybody ever wants to talk comedy, I'm obviously a big fan. I uh, always like to talk about comedians and the specials that are out. So just look me up, Brian Linsenbinger on LinkedIn. Brian, I appreciate your time. Uh, I know that this will get posted to LinkedIn. That's probably the easiest way to get a hold of me. So uh, thank you again for your time and, and put me on your podcast this week. Thank you, Brian. And, and for our listeners, I'm grateful to have you listen to this podcast today. Please subscribe to our podcast, give us an honest rating, a review, and then share this podcast with others. That's what Yolanda did for us, and we got Brian on here, and he's listened. So that's just the way we're going to organically grow this audience and this, this community. So we appreciate that. Thank you for listening today. Remember to build yourself and then build others. Want to learn how to build yourself and build your team? Visit www.buildcs.net and learn about Brian's programs, special offers, and more. Build yourself and then build others.